you're listening to The Tech Box. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is episode 20 of The Tech Box. I have with me Richard Yates. Good morning. And it's James Honeyball speaking, fresh back from my holiday to Malaga, which was nice and sunny and pretty good. Yeah, it's better than here, isn't it? Yeah. We seem to have regressed into winter here. Well, yeah, same here. What's what's really depressing is I, I went to a, a conference last week in Brussels and appeared to have missed the entirety of summer, which uh, by all accounts was quite warm last week. But, yeah, uh, there was like two or three days of summer. Yeah, yeah, and then, then like it's gone. So you can only hope that it improves a bit. But uh, hey, it's a British podcast. Let's talk about the weather for starters, and, and then we can talk about some tech, I guess. Okay, so let's start with your latest tech uh, revelation. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that is, um, well, this is actually a Google Wi-Fi system, but it's a, a mesh Wi-Fi in general. And um, I guess the answer to, to why I'm so thrilled about it is because it's the first time I've had Wi-Fi that works throughout the whole house. I, I, I've... I've not got a huge house, but it's it's odd in the sense that it's a, a, a three-bedroom semi that's had an extension tacked onto it. And unfortunately, the extension uh, has a number of steel girders. And the result of that is that, that you know, if, if you put uh, any sort of Wi-Fi on one side of the house, the other side of the house gets no signal because it's basically sitting in a Faraday cage. Um, and so um, I actually I actually was quite lucky there because work insisted on me having a work broadband line installed, which I thought was completely unnecessary. Um, so what I did was I had the work broadband installed in the back of the house. So I actually had two, two broadband connections. But this might actually mean that when the contract on one of them comes up, I can get rid of it because um, I saw an offer on um, Hot UK Deals about a month ago for uh, Google Wi-Fi system. And, and I'd briefly looked at... Um, uh, mesh Wi-Fi a little while ago and, and comes to the conclusion that, yeah, maybe it would work. But what, what I had before was a whole series of Apple airports. But the problem with them is, yeah, you can get a signal everywhere, but each one radiates its own signal. And what effectively happens is you still end up with lots of, of holes in the, the network. Um, so uh, I thought, well, this mesh system, uh, yeah, it looks like it might be uh, it might be worth a go. And the offer, yeah, I mean, the offer wasn't spectacular. It was something like 20 quid off a two-pack starter pack. Well, I think if I'm honest, I probably will get another one and make it into a, a, um, a, a network of three. But for example, um, the room I'm in now can't normally receive any signal at all from the, the Wi-Fi router downstairs. Um, but actually, it's usable. It's, it's not not super fast in here, but it's usable. Where and and certainly there are parts of the house where there was no signal at all, where I can now get sort of thirty, forty megabits without any problem at all. So it actually works. It's interesting. It's, uh, it's really impressive. Yeah, um, and, and I, I don't fully understand the tech behind how it works. Other than I think what happens is they talk to each other and boost the signal and basically emit a, a signal on a, a single um, a single channel. SSID. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so the result is you wander around and it, and it seamlessly follows the the SSID instead of hopping from base yeah. station one to base station i mean I, I literally at one point had four apple airports in here and still couldn't get coverage everywhere that's and, interesting yeah and two google wi-fi's is doing it I, I think if i put another one in i'll pretty much get decent speed everywhere out, out of the, the the single router which yeah it'll save me having a spare broadband line in due course because basically if worker insisting on me having one i can i can let them pay for it um, i assume that the two google routers working or you know wi-fi connectors or APs let's call them mm. are working better than four Apple airports just because the technology's moved on a little bit and the antennas moved on and therefore you know the two is doing the job of four because I can't imagine I mean in my head four separate routers around your house should really cover it you'd think yeah, I mean, and, and yeah and like I say you know it, it sounds from that as though I've got a massive house I haven't got a massive house but it's this, this, it's the fact that in the middle of it is a Faraday cage. Um, yeah, it, 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 they do a, a hugely better, uh, um, version. I mean, you know, the, the room that I'm, I'm sitting in right now is, is at the very front of the house. Um, and I'm pretty sure if I try it live on it, um, I'm pretty sure that I can log into the, the, um, the Wi-Fi from, from downstairs. It certainly appears as an option on the iPhone. Yeah. And it's logged in. Uh, and, and before I couldn't get any signal at all in this room uh, from that that um, that Wi-Fi connection or that 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 router. Let's just, just try and do a, a little speed test on it and see what it comes up with. Um, I get no signal in this room at all from the the, the um, it's a Vodafone um, router downstairs. 
Um, it's now connected to the Google Wi-Fi that I've got upstairs. And, yeah, it's not brilliantly fast, but it's giving me 14, 15 down. Uh, and downstairs in the room that the router's in, it'll do... Um, 6570. That's about, it's about, you know, it's fast fiber without being cable fiber. But 15 is perfectly usable if the other one goes down. Um, I think I'll probably get it up to sort of 3540 without too much difficulty with another of these, um, Wi Fi hotspots. And it comes with a really useful app as well. The app sort of lets you test all sorts of things. It lets you test the, the line from the, the house to, um, so in this case, Vodafone, then it lets, lets you check the uh, connections between all the various um, Google Wi-Fi's you have. It, it really is super easy. I mean, if I think of the trouble I've had over the years, I mean, my mum and dad live in a, an old stone cottage, and the trouble I've had getting Wi-Fi into some of the rooms in there are just unbelievable. This, I reckon, would just eat it for breakfast. Um, I mean, okay, so it's 200 quid, that's true. Um, but actually... In terms of the amount of time that I've had to spend over the years trying to sort out Wi-Fi there and here, um, it's fab. It really, I really am impressed. Mm. So mesh Wi-Fi is, is definitely a winner in my book. Of course, you know what my preferred mesh Wi-Fi would be? Uh, it wouldn't be Google. Well, SkyQ, the system, uh, meshes all of its devices together in a mesh Wi-Fi and does roughly the same thing as Similar what idea, Google's yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. So if you're sat, in your bedroom and you've got a sky q multi-room or a mini that we call it uh, that will actually give you um, a wi-fi signal that you can use on your phone or your ipads or whatever so these mesh networks are getting more popular and more pervasive that's quite interesting Uh, it's actually quite interesting because uh, i'm talking about my mum and dad again i actually want to see if i can help them sort out they 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 have the classic sort of dummy error they they pay line rental to bt and then they pay that for their calls somewhere else and then they've got a sky dish and i'm sort of saying you really should be combining all of these it's got to save you some money well maybe that would be a good good option for them it's Um, definitely worth looking at yeah i mean i use uh the mains network plugs around my yeah. house uh just because i've had those historically and they've kind of worked <laughs> yeah he said that that's another one i thought that was going to be an, an absolute uh winner and in fact john balshaw was was a, a kind enough to give me some help with that but the problem again comes down to the structure of my house where part of it is 50 years newer than the rest of it because what yeah. they did was probably inevitable they put the the newer part of the house on a different ring main yeah. from the old part of the house yeah. so so yeah you can plug the router up here in in the, in the old part of the house uh, into the into the ring main, but it, it never actually gets as far as the uh, the downstairs parts that you want it to get to because they're you know it's got to go via the fuse box and all sorts. Uh, and I'm just just um, just playing now with with the the Google app, which tells me that the internet speed into the router downstairs is 64 megabits down, 17 up, which is I've got to say I I I do kind of believe Vodafone when they say they guarantee these speeds because I've never yet managed to to test it and get anything much less. Um, that's pretty that's, good. That's going over the um, copper, and you're getting yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going, mid sixties. It's just pretty good. It's going, it's going around the back of my house and 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 sort of around the side, and then there's a cable that goes to a telegraph pole. It really is quite old fashioned technology, so it's um, you know you, you can't really complain about that. Um, but I, I, I got to say, it just works. Uh, I mean, I think it's quite ironic, really. I, I've had a very sort of googly sort of week or two. Um, I'm I'm kind of sad that Apple are pulling out of the um the routers and and Wi-Fi market. And I don't know if you saw that that announcement yeah, quietly last yeah. week. Um, I thought they'd already um backed out of it. To be honest, they but... don't seem to bring anything new to the party. Yeah, they they brought nothing new for a while, have they? I I I, I have a feeling that Apple is. If we look at Apple in ten years' time, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they're not into computers either. Um, because if you look at their uh, accounts, what, where they make the money? They make the money obviously out of the iPhone, to a lesser extent out of the iPad. But what's interesting is every quarter the figures for financial services are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and and yeah, they're only very small at the moment. But but there is a a very significant increase in the amount that they raise from uh, Apple Pay every, every every quarter. Yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, if you stop and think about, it, yeah, it's only a little bit of a percentage of Apple and whatever else. Um, but imagine that ten years down the line when you've got a a phone that's as pervasive as the iPhone, and every single model they've got on sale will will do Apple Pay. Yeah. Um. And and as we know from earlier in the year, when I was very sceptical, I've now, I've now like all all sceptics become a convert. I mean, yeah. I, I I can actually tell you the places that I haven't been able to use Apple Pay since January, and it, and I can still count them on the fingers of one hand. 
Yeah. Um, no, I, I um, I had my first Apple Pay episode where it was over thirty pounds. I was buying a couple of train tickets, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's very handy to use it where it can be over thirty pounds using Apple Pay. It's really good. That's the one well, advantage over getting your wallet out, of course, where the limit yeah. is still thirty. Well, I, it's got to be said. I mean, of those of those four fails so far, two of them are in Asda, one one in the Tills, and one at the petrol station because Asda still imposes the thirty pound limit. Yeah, um, but and most- I still have to I still have to shuffle my cards about on my Apple Pay, but that's my fault because I've put the American Express as the default one. So I normally have a little bit of faffing about to do, but that's purely down to me. And I've been totally tight. I, I, I have two credit cards with statement dates at different ends of the uh, the month. And and fairly religiously, I switch the uh, default card between them to make sure I pay for things as late as possible. Um, but it, 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 I know, I mean, I'd say most of the transactions I do are, are actually more than £30. I know I've done over £200 in Sainsbury's when I was shopping on it. That's pretty impressive, um, yeah. It's good, it, it, good tech. It, Works. It is, it, it, well, that's the thing. It is good tech. It does work, and it gives you some pretty good um, information about what you're spending and so on. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I, I can really see this making a lot of money for Apple in, in, mm. in, the, in the relatively short short term, to be honest. Um, and I think if you if you look as well at the at the markets, they probably think exactly the same because um, you know the, the the share price still does hold up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've just gone into I've just gone into the Apple Wallet, you know, and yeah, there's there's the I, I, I paid for a round of drinks at a hotel on Friday night, fourteen pounds fifty two. There it is underneath the card on the on the Apple Wallet. I presume you've done that. No, I'm just opening. Oh, it now, if you actually. open it, yeah, you go into your card. It will show you the, the, the well. I think it's last transaction or recent transaction. Oh yeah, last transaction. Pretamonje six pounds. Well, it was a nice sandwich, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not cheap in there, is it? But no, I, I, I've got a, I've got a theory that actually, in, in, if you come back in ten years' time, there has to be a good chance Apple will mostly be selling phones uh, and financial services because I, I, I don't know whether you noticed this one as well uh, quietly, but they uh, have withdrawn most forms of finance uh, recently. You can still do the deal that, that, that where you you pay for your iPhone uh, sort of monthly and and get the the upgrade program which which I've done with the iPhone 10. I thought that but was the only one that they did. No, they used to they used to be all sorts of finance for uh, computers and whatever else. Um and they pulled it all. Oh really? They've taken that off the computers now, have they? Yeah, they pulled it uh, in the last week 10 days or so. Um but I wouldn't be at all surprised if presently they're going to actually come up with finance packages on using Apple Pay. Yeah, it, yeah, that would make sense. If, yeah. if you think about it, it's an easy way for them to effectively do banking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah um, but and- going going back to your original point, it's you know Apple tends to do a good job when they enter a market. Maybe HomePod excluded for the time being, but <laughs> yeah. the fact that they're pulling out of the router business is a little bit sad because you know one of the things that's always been tricky with routers is configuring them and understanding them and all the rest of it. And I know that the latest generation of these uh, mesh networks is a lot more user friendly, tends to be more app based and all the rest of it. But you really want a little bit of, that is something that Apple could have done really well. You know, it's right in their sweet spot, isn't it? Come in with a new mesh network, um, you know, new airports, you know, you could, there's lots of innovation that you could that's still left on the table in that space, I think, and they really I, could have I done agree. something. But I, I think they, I think it's a classic example, as as you're kind of hinting at, where they're retreating from anything that isn't kind of iPhone profit margins. Well, at the end of the day, there aren't that many iPhone markets that they can move into. Well, I, I think, I mean, going, going momentarily back to routers, um, I, I think I'd have to say, I mean, I've had Apple routers now for, I don't know, eight or nine years. And before that, I had some really good ones that, uh, you know, that, that definitely had more features. Uh, but the thing is, as you were just hinting at, is that the, the Apple ones were really easy to set up, get them out of the box, plug them in, not very much needed to be done. I, I was quite annoyed a few years ago when they took some of the functionality out of the, uh, the airport app. Um, but what did they take out? Uh, various, various, the ability to play around with various ports and, and I can't remember exactly what it was now. It's a little while ago, but okay. I, I, I know I wanted some, some particular port for some purpose and it was pretty hard. You could get at it, but it was, it was, it was well hidden, whereas right. it was before. Um, but they were pretty much dead easy. And you're right. Why, you know, you would think that they would have said, hmm, mesh Wi-Fi, we can really do this. Because I think one of the things that they maybe have discounted or maybe they've just come to the conclusion they don't need it anymore. Um, is, uh, I, I, how did I start using Apple equipment? Well, I had an Apple back in the 1980s, the 1980s, no, early 1990s. Um, and, and then 
like like I mean, Apple wasn't in a terribly good state, was it in that in that period where Steve Jobs was out of it? No. Um, and 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 I must have been the late nineteen nineties. I bought a, a an iPod, um, and I thought, yeah, this is quite nice. And 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 the iPod effect definitely gradually sucked me into Apple. I had Apple yeah. desktops, yeah, uh, Apple what Apple uh, Wi-Fi systems, um, uh, Apple laptops, uh, iPhones, iPads. Gradually, I got sucked into the whole ecosystem. So I think actually Apple retreating from Wi-Fi or any other kind of niche area that could attract you as a new customer. Yeah, yeah. it's a shame, but I think it's very understandable. If you, I mean, you know, if you if you look at the the phones that you see around you in the you know, the, the the iPhone is probably disproportionately large in numbers. Uh, I don't think it's actually the case that you can say, oh, well, that's iPhone, which some some commentators will do because it is so ubiquitous and it's so ubiquitous partly because it's a status symbol but i think in this day of seven models of iphone they've got now something like that that, that go down to a, a relatively cheap uh, uh se at the at the beginning of that that list and you can certainly get them 200 pounds got you a, 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 a refurb se without an undue amount of difficulty yeah, yeah. um uh, I mean, indeed, uh, Giftgaff was selling them off at that sort of price very recently, and, and indeed, Successes very recently as well. Um, you know, if 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 you've got a, a range of phones like that, I don't think you can just sort of say they're niche anymore or they're status symbols anymore. What they've done is they've got out there an awful lot of devices that, that will use Apple Pay. Maybe they just feel they don't need to be in things like routers and whatever. They don't. They don't need that overall Apple feeling. I mean, I, I agree with you. I I, I don't. I don't see the HomePod as being that great. I mean, I've got a, an Amazon Echo. It, it, I don't use it an awful lot. Uh, it's a good good wireless speaker when I want to play some, some music fairly loud. But the trouble with that is that there are other people in the in the house, and actually they don't necessarily want me playing it that loud. I tend to be honest to listen to music yeah. more often on the AirPods than on the, on the speaker. Um, not least of all because if the phone rings, I can just answer it, um, and the music stops automatically. Well, but, if if we if we were on that quickly. Um discussing the home pod so i've got a a couple of alexas that i'm happy enough with and i listen to a bit of music on but generally when i'm listening to music on my actually more on the upstairs one which is in my study i'm listening to sort of like chill out music and very gentle yeah. stuff so it doesn't need to have a particularly high quality downstairs in the kitchen i might need it a bit louder and i might you know i might be playing more poppy stuff there and it might be nicer to have a more um you know, a better speaker. I'm half tempted to upgrade to the latest Alexa, to be honest, because I think that's on sale at the moment. Yeah. Um, my Alexa's just going off, actually. So, that's yeah, so you, you, keep, you, keep, you keep saying but, the word, don't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so I thought, well, I'll, I'll try and get a speaker, which is a little bit better. And I got one of these UE Mega Booms. I don't know if you've seen uh, these sort uh, of like cylindrical. They look very much like these um, talking cylinders. And I got the UE Mega Boom, which I think they even do one with um, Amazon built in now as well. Anyway, mm. I got one because I thought, well, this is a bit more substantial. It will sound a little bit better. And it sounds a tiny bit better, but it's a bit heavy-handed. It's a bit muddy. It's a bit boomy. And so actually, I would I would consider a uh, Apple HomePod, and I would consider it much more if it had the Spotify integration. So you know yeah. on um, pretty much all the other ones, you can use it as a Spotify hardware device. And oh, yeah. it makes it very easy to play stuff for, to it. Uh, if it, if the HomePod had that, and that's not much of a software upgrade, and I can't imagine that they'd be too resistant to putting that in. It's fairly, I know it clashes a little bit with Apple Music, but, you know, Spotify is pretty much a standard and they're not, they don't own the market, Apple, so they have to have a little bit of leeway, a little bit of um, openness. So if they add that, then I might consider it. Yeah, I mean, the point, of course, is that Spotify is, is, is very big in Europe. It's it's not small in America, is it? But I, I don't know that it's as big as it is perhaps over here. But, but you're right, yeah, and the, the Echo works just fine as a Spotify speaker. Yeah. I'm being, being very careful not to not to trigger it when I'm, when I'm saying that because it's only about, oh, I don't know, a metre away from me. But, but, yeah, it's great. You come in and you say to it, play so-and-so, to uh, see so avoiding the temptation, um, and, it, and it just goes away and plays it, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's interesting to see uh, Amazon's move into this because certainly I, I, I'm 
I found Siri particularly frustrating in the car uh, the other day. For a start off, it kept saying, I can't make a phone call until you unlock the phone. And I'm thinking, you're slightly defeating the point here. <laughs> um, because I don't want to actually touch the phone or whatever in any way, shape or form. No, that's um, weird, isn't it? So, and I've had that happen several times. But then I had, a, had another one, which, uh, which effectively uh, I said to it, ring dad at home. And it goes, I've got three phone numbers for dad. Mobile number, blah, blah, blah. Mobile number, blah, blah, blah. And home. And I'm thinking, I said, ring dad at home. And that happens to me repeatedly. So the fact that, that Amazon is getting into this, uh, this area, and, and indeed, um, you know, it's, it's getting its app on, onto the Alexa app onto phones as well. Um, yeah, you, you could see maybe Apple have missed a, missed a trick here because Siri used to be great, didn't it? When it first well, came out. People, it, people complain about Siri not being great, but I don't think I really push Amazon or Google massively hard. So I don't think Siri seems too much worse than me. Yes, okay, it is worse, but you know I'm not really a massive fan of um, unless I'm in the car. If I'm just around the house, yes, I do use my Alexas quite a lot, but I'm not really massively in the habit of speaking to my phone and asking it the weather or asking no. it to phone people and stuff. I just pick it up and do it. I think it's a mass. It's got massive use cases in the car, and yeah, it should be able to do what you're asking it in terms of phone um, dad at home. That should be. It should be intelligent enough to sort that out. It should also be intelligent enough for me to say, okay, you know, navigate to X yeah. or or you know, play. Y on the radio and stuff like that so it should be able to do that and but for me I'd be quite happy if these intelligent assistants worked perfectly in the car and the kitchen because that's really where to, I use them to be honest I never use them uh, I mean occasionally I'll talk to the, the Alexa and say to, to play something oh dear I said the word um, occasionally I'll talk to the, the Echo um, and, and ask to play something but not very often the, the car is far away my greatest use I, I've got um a button on the steering wheel that that supposedly activates the the voice control, but then when it comes up and says you need to unlock your iPhone first, <laughs> it's not kind of doing the doing the job. But but I think it's a, it's a, it's an area where Apple could have been really in the lead, and actually where I think that, that Google is probably going to be very hard to catch up with. I mean, Amazon in some ways has got more uh, more it can play with, I guess, than than Apple in terms of information and whatever. Well, this is. I think the. I think I heard this point being made before, which is you can't just blame uh, Google's benefit of having all of your information and and being able to do all the machine learning and stuff with uh, their assistant because Amazon does a pretty good job and they hardly have any information on you. Yes, they know what you know stuff. You know what gadgets you buy off Amazon.com, but they don't really have a huge amount else apart from that, and they do a fantastic job at putting together this assistant. So Siri, I don't think, has an excuse when it, in that area particularly. Not when you think what, what Apple could, um, could devote to making it as good as anything else. I mean, yeah. Certainly when I use uh, Google Assistant, I, I'm, I'm repeatedly sort of in the feeling, well, gosh, this is, this is like a, a Premier League voice assistant and, and Siri is increasingly like a, a championship one looking, yeah. looking nervously at relegation. You know, yeah. It, it, um, I, I think in many ways Alexa is better than Siri. Uh, not really have much use of, of Cortana, but then that's not really so surprising, is it? That's, uh, that's just more, more circumstance. Um, but Siri, no, doesn't doesn't hit the hit the mark for me. In, in fact, I'm, I'm having a very sort of a very sort of googly period, really. I mean, I've now got a, a, a partial Google Wi-Fi system. Although int- interestingly, that's not a, not a, it's not a modem as well. It's only a. Um, a router. The, okay, the, the that kind of makes sense, I guess. It does, doesn't it, really? But but it, it, it momentarily surprised me, but, uh, but it seems to work very well. Um, what, what is a little more tricky to, to fathom is that uh, although it's happily picking up the signal from uh, from the Vodafone uh, uh, modem, which has got a built-in router, I haven't been able to identify how to switch off the Vodafone Wi-Fi signal, so I've got that as a ah, spare. okay, now. yeah. Uh, there has to be a way. It's just a case of finding the time I expect. But the router itself, the, 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 sorry, the modem itself seems to work just fine. So I'm not too worried about that. But but no, I mean the 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 Google Wi-Fi has been a, a revelation. And and actually, I I don't really have a huge urge to sort of move away from Apple, other than it's starting not to actually let me do some of the things I want to do. I mean, <laughs> it's ironic, really. I, I bought the first PC I've bought in a very long time at the start of this year. Um, because I couldn't get software to do some work things that, that worked on Apple. Now, yeah. 
Um, that's probably understandable. I can't imagine the, the market for uh, UK tax returns and whatever else is so big that the manufacturers on the whole would want to make an Apple version. And lo and behold, about two weeks ago, um, I had a mail shot from a company that I've used before but don't use at the moment saying, did you know we now have a, a web version? Which, of course, means ah, I, which I, yeah. I could... Well, actually, I, I mean, we'll, we'll come to this in a minute. I don't even think I need to use an Apple to use uh, to use the web version. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's ironic. I buy a PC which has lasted three months before it's given me any serious problem, and the one that's given me is it seems to have completely forgotten that it's got an Ethernet card. Um, and I can't, I can't, uh, can't solve that one other than with a USB dongle, which works at half the speed the card oh, used to work. But there we go. Oh, um, that's, a, that's a, on my list of jobs to deal with. Um, but but interestingly enough, you know. It, 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 I actually don't think I need Windows either. I don't, I don't think I need need uh, need Windows or Mac OS. So for that reason, going along and circuitous route about it, I've got a Pixel Book. Mm, very nice. Yeah, it is very nice. I am really thrilled with it. Actually, it's um, it's a, it's a well. So far, it's been great because the the thing that make it viable for me are that uh, there's an extremely good uh, version of Word and Excel that you can use on the on a Pixel book, um, by basically using the that Android being apps. the Office three six five, or just yeah, using the just, um... just using the Android app. Yeah. Oh, okay, right, okay. Um, but I mean, Office three six five, yeah, that, uh, the the online version would work certainly, but the Android app it just seems to be a little bit faster because it's actually on the machine. And of course, the amount of processing power you're throwing at it on a Pixel book, um, it, it's actually faster than it is on a on a. An Android phone, certainly. To be honest, I haven't had an Android tablet for a while to have a play with it on there. But, but it, it's actually, I think, if the, if I look at this software and it and it is good enough, I think actually I can probably do ninety percent of what I want, if not ninety five percent of what I want. Yeah. Uh, on a on a Chromebook now, which is certainly something that I couldn't have said eighteen months ago. Yeah. So it must be absolutely blazing fast because I've oh, got a yeah Chromebook, one of the it's probably second generation, um, an old Acer. 720p something like that yeah i and have one of those nice, a nice machine yeah and it's got two gig of ram in mm-hmm. and it's got 16 gig of storage and it absolutely flies it yeah. still flies and it's yeah, like it will do. Yeah. so quick to boot so quick to resume it's like it's like a 1200 pound macbook in terms of how it behaves in behaves, terms of yeah. starting up and everything which is a which gives it a real premium feel because you know a windows laptop does not do that so no. I can only imagine that if you put, you know, modern specs into a laptop and it's running uh, Chromebook software, it must just, I can't imagine how quick it must it, be. Well, it must be it, crazy. It, it's got to be said, I, I had that same uh, model of Ace of the 720p, uh, and it, ultimately I got rid of it because I realised that I was acquiring a, a habit of acquiring laptops. Yeah. Um, but also because at the time I, it wouldn't run Android apps, so I couldn't do Excel on it. I had to use Google Sheets. Yeah. Uh, there were just too many limitations. So the other one was problems with uh, printing over a cable. Um I mean, all of my printers are wireless enabled, but I often find myself at a client's premises and and they don't have a Wi-Fi enabled printer. Um, you know, you'll find some places that are really quite opposed to the whole idea of a, of a, um, a Wi-Fi enabled printer because they see it as insecure. Well, that yeah, might be a little bit, a little bit possibly over the top, but who knows? Um, uh, although it has to be said, my neighbours once managed to print some recipes on my printer, which was quite amusing. Oh, fantastic! Um, <laughs> yeah, good recipes as well, actually. But anyway, um, but. You know, so I, I basically have got to have something that's capable of printing over a cable, and and I haven't yet taken the Pixel Book with me to one of those clients, but I, I think I very well may do in the very near future because it, it's supposed to be capable of printing over um, uh, over a USB cable. So let's let's go and see what happens. But but yeah, it's really fast. It, it uh, I just about every sort of hmm, I wonder if it will do this that I've thrown at it yet. It's done with alacrity. Uh, it, it runs the SkyGo app full screen, so I'm very happy about that one. You'll be pleased to know. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, it's just don't pass that one back or something. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't actually think that's really cheating anybody out of anything. But but still, but but the the thing is, no, you're right. It 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 goes like the uh, the proverbial steam train. So he's searching for a suitable uh, suitable simile. So uh, I suppose the one. Well, what's the, what are the Android apps like in terms of running on there? Because that's that's the big question when you've got the Pixel Book, isn't it? Well, all right. The, the short answer is, um, uh, if you have a Google Apps account, they're a pain in the neck 
to work out how to install them. But once you've done it, they're a piece of cake. Because basically, uh, you, you end up with a Google Apps account. You have a sort of curated uh, Google Play Store oh. where, you, where you have to approve every app individually. Okay. Um, however, uh, I still don't entirely know how I did it, but I managed to break out of the curated app store and, and just get the ordinary Play Store. Um, and I think it, it involved some of the... Actually, I don't know how I did it. I do remember it involved playing with some of the security menus in the Google Apps account, and basically uh, it allowed me to have okay. a, a, a yeah. logistic program. So then you just download the app uh, exactly like you would uh, on a phone, and away you go. So I've got... Um, Phoenix 2 for Twitter, it works just fine. Uh, it's really and the, and it, how responsive is is it if you're using touch on the screen? It, just like a phone. Every bit every bit is responsive. Oh, that's interesting. You scroll down it just just like a uh, just like a, a, on a phone. The icons work just like on a phone. Uh, you end up with a, an app drawer you can flick up from the bottom of the screen with you, uh, all of your apps on it. Um, I've not actually put that many apps on it, but I've got things like you know, BBC apps and Phoenix uh, um, is on there. I'm trying to remember what else I've got on there. But I mean, basically, those deal with most of the things that um, that I haven't, you know, that I haven't actually got a Chrome web app for. Absolutely no problem. It, it, and how do you and, and, how do you maximise it to full screen and then break out full screen? Um, exactly the way you'd expect. You press the maximise button in the top right hand corner and press Escape when you want to get out of it. Okay, so it goes full screen. Without having the um, status bar, that well, without having like the window top, it, it, it can do. Or you, you can either have it full screen, or you can have it in a in a windowed box. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. actually you know, it, you, you once you've done it, you wouldn't really know that it isn't a Chrome app uh, unless you start playing with it, or, or indeed an Android app. The, yeah. The appearance on screen is is familiar enough that you don't really think about it. And then I think the only problem then becomes a slight confusion as to whether you should use the full web version of a app or whether you should use the app version. Yeah, I think that's true. And, and I mean, certainly uh, with Telegram, for example, uh, I played around with two or three before I found the one that I was most happy with. Um, Why wouldn't you just use Telegram X or Telegram. Well, that, well, that's exactly what I ended up doing, Telegram X. But but equally, there are, uh, I, the, the, I think there's a native... I'm trying to remember now. So this is a trouble set up a month ago. I think there's a native uh, Chrome uh, Telegram uh, okay. uh, extension, but but uh, but I, th- I just prefer Telegram X because that's what I'm used to. So yeah, so it's it's been I've been really impressed, really happy with it. it, it so the only downside with it is that it's fairly expensive. Yeah, it, well, let's be honest, it's really quite expensive, and 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 that put me off for quite a long time. Um, uh, and and I very nearly bought. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember one the flip. Uh, yeah, there's Chrome there's a couple of nice cheap flippy ones, isn't there? But but in the in the end analysis, there are a number of things that persuaded me to do it another way. Um, the first was I quite like the flip format. I've got a, a little um, Lenovo um, PC that's in a flip format that I got off PSC forum, um, and and its main problem really is it has a has a totally touch sensitive keyboard, which yeah I can make it work and it's okay. I've got I've got used to it, but it, it is a little bit of an effort. Um, but I, I, what I did like was the flip format for when you're staying away, which I, I, I work away probably three, four times a month. It's quite nice to have something that you effectively can flip around and use it as a, um, uh, you know, a, a TV. Like or a TV, course. yeah. Yeah, I, I usually save up things like phone show and whatever and, and have Steve coming out at me from there. Um, but I download a whole load of things before I go away and, and watch those. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough that where I go to stay away often, I've got quite a few friends down there, and more often than not, we actually end up going for a beer and a curry, and I don't watch it at all. But but I like the format, so I thought, well, I want to flip. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's the usual sort of thing. You, you start looking at what compromises am I making if I have this one, what compromises am I making if I have that one. Um, and, and I'd more or less decided to get a Lenovo uh, when over Easter... Um, Google did the same offer they did over Christmas and knocked 100 quid off it. Uh, so it was 100 pounds off, and I was thinking, well, now the difference is down to about 300 quid, mm. uh, or maybe 400 quid actually, which is, is not, let's be honest, it's not an insignificant amount. No, it's not. But I was just sort of thinking, yeah, I could spend that bit extra and I could have the, the best one if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and eventually, I succumbed. I, I, I'm trying to remember why. I know why. I know what it was. It was. It was because over Easter, uh, we we went away for a long weekend, uh, and 
Um, it wasn't the greatest of successes because, um, I don't know if you remember the weather over Easter, but we went on the Thursday. Uh, on the Friday, we, we, we planned to go out for a walk for the day. Uh, we got about an hour into this walk and realized that our clothes were getting wet even under waterproofs. Um, so we came back. The Saturday, much the same thing happened and we realized that we basically had packed, I think it was three lots of clothes four days away and we already got wet, wet through on two of them, uh, even wearing yeah. waterproofs. So on the Sunday, we gave up on Easter Sunday and came home and basically had a couple of days at home. And I, and I was feeling really cheesed off about this. It was, I don't, I don't get out and about enough, and I was really looking forward to some walks in the countryside. And I, I think, I think the the final straw was I had this email saying we've knocked a hundred quid off the off the Pixel Book, and I thought sod it and ordered it. <laughs> um, but they I got you when you were at your weakest. Yeah, they did. They got they got me at a point when when I'd been toying with the idea anyway, and then they made me an offer that made me think, oh, what the heck? I mean, I suppose it has to be said it was a, it was a cheap weekend away, but it wasn't really the weekend away either of us wanted. So, um, so yeah, so I bought the Pixel Book and and. I'm very happy with it. I, I, might, I mean, next time I go away, which will be sometime later this week, I may actually contemplate taking it with me. I, I, I haven't yet tried to print with a cable over anything, and that's really the one thing that, that would stop me using it down there just now. Because um, at the moment, I take um, a Dell laptop with me, um, which is what I'm recording this on, actually. And, and that's it. It's a nice, it's a nice machine, this, this Dell. It's, uh, it's very like a, a Surface, except it's got USB-C ports and things, which means it's that bit thinner um that's a nice screen too but but no it would it would be good to try the pixel book down there um and and I, I, yeah i've been really impressed it's very very fast um I, I can best put it this way um I, i've had a sort of um macbook that i've used as my sort of lounge surfing pc ever, ever since i stopped using it for work um and i haven't touched the macbook since i got the, the uh, oh that's interesting pixel book because there's for lounge surfing and whatever there's absolutely nothing i can't do on the pixel book that that i couldn't do on the uh, macbook the screen is better and it's about three times as fast so you know i i, I think this i mean this is what i usually do with with, uh, with work, work computers I, when they get a bit sort of tired and no longer running at their best i tend to sort of flog off the oldest one which usually means one member or another of the family has it for nothing um and and that one gets relegated to sort of lounge surfing and then i buy a new one well interestingly enough i haven't bought a new mac laptop this time i've bought a pixel book well hopefully later on this year they'll sort out their macbook line and uh yeah smarten yeah, that, it up a little bit that, that that was part of the consideration really that i looked at the macbook line and i thought for pretty much everything that i want there there are um I suppose really, really compromises that I didn't want to make. I mean, yeah. one one of the problems that I, I, I've got that I'm still not entirely happy with is I've got quite a lot of photos, like about I don't know four five hundred gigabytes of photos, um, going back to the 1980s because I had all of my old uh, 35 millimeter photographs uh, scanned about oh, I don't know, eight nine years ago. Probably the probably now you could scan them better, but the the, the actual um, uh, physical prints that I'd got before were sort of fading and whatever, so it was a, it was a good opportunity to get the negative scan. Um, and the the thing that I'm still a bit wary about is is having no physical, uh, well, physical is not quite the right word, but no no copy on a, on a, a disk drive of my own of these pictures. You know, they're they're on Google Photos. They're also on Flickr at the moment for the time yeah. being. So we'll see how Flickr goes. Yeah. Um, but the idea of not actually having a backup of my own is not something that I'm really very comfortable about. And I suppose the answer is uh, that I'm just going to have to have an external uh, SSD for storing all the photos. Yeah. On, um, because you just don't have big hard drives in the way that we used to. I mean, this my my, my old laptop has got a two terabyte uh, hybrid drive on it, um, but you wouldn't even contemplate buying a two terabyte. Uh, SSD just at the moment, although no doubt they'll be around in a few years' time. Um, but but for most things, you don't need it, do you? Because pretty much everything's on, online. I mean, I know I was just talking about tax software being available online. Uh, we've just moved the office, uh, all, pretty much all the office admin onto an online system. You don't really need a large hard drive these days, and it's no. a security issue as well. So I think so you can I, get I, away with um, 256, to be honest, without too much problem on a uh, PC or a Mac at the moment. I know that I've yeah, got. Uh, I do appreciate. Uh, I've got a terabyte SSD on my main Windows uh, machine here, but th- 
you know, I, I rip a lot of um, music and uh, DVD, uh, Blu-rays even. And if you've got a couple of those on the go, then having lots and lots of space is good. Also, having your full iTunes library downloaded on it is good. So, you know, I'm using a lot of stuff for that. But if you're using it as more of a client, then 256 gig is absolutely fine. And that's yeah. what I would get on most uh, laptops or um max if i was going out and buying one today yeah i, I agree i mean my my uh, my pc i was just looking while we we're talking that's, that's a 256 and it's actually got 127 free on it yeah uh, the pixel book is 128 actually i didn't, didn't go for the, anything bigger than that I couldn't no see i think i can't see that you'd need even that much on a pixel book i mean I've, no. No, I that's, that's the base i've never stored book. anything locally on my on my um chromebook no no, you don't, so you just don't need it, do you? Uh, the 16 I mean, gig that it's got is absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I should say that 128 is the base pixel book. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't really know why there's so much on there, but um, I guess now that you can install apps, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because you might yeah. have uh, downloads and things in the apps. Yeah, you're going to get a bit, aren't you? But um, but no, I mean, if if I look at uh, both my business and personal stuff, uh, you know, I, I I personally use Dropbox and Google Drive. Um, and work uses uh, a Dropbox business account, and I mean that's interesting. That, that I mean this is you know, we, we've one of the things that's causing so much trouble for lots of places at the moment is the new data protection regulation, which uh, I, I'm sure will be a very good thing. But it means that you have to sort of make sure all of your suppliers of these things are, are GDPR compliant, um, and that's that's quite interesting because uh, HMRC, the Tax Authority, refused to confirm whether they're GDPR compliant, which means after the 25th of May, in law, as far as I can see, we're not allowed to communicate with them. So hopefully they'll sort that one out. But maybe they'll leave you alone at last. Well, you can put hope, can't you? But the interesting thing is that, that Dropbox um, has recently, in the last ooh, three, four weeks, I think, um, upgraded their business package so that nothing is stored locally. Because it used to be with Dropbox that one of the issues was that everything uh, you, you basically had to select which which folders you wanted to sync and whatever, and there was a sort of copy on your hard drive so that you could um, get at your files quickly and and it would sync in the background with any more up to date versions on on Dropbox itself. Okay. Whereas Dropbox business now it's not compulsory, but you'd be kind of daft not to, I think. Uh, and they're basically now uh, touting a, a, an entirely online version which of course means you've got to have uh, a decent signal of some variety but it means there's no footprint on your your laptop okay yeah if you're dealing with with people's confidential information which if you're dealing with their tax and accounts you kind of by definition are and somebody steals your laptop uh you have this this potential um data protection risk that, that people's information will be compromised uh and and under the new data protection rules, the penalties are actually even more strict. Yeah, you know, they I are think, pretty. Um, I think pretty hefty, think, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're well. I mean, you're you're looking at a sort of base level of fines that, frankly, would put put my company out of business. Uh, so you have to take it very seriously, and and quite rightly too. I don't don't have a problem with that. I I have a lot more of a problem with the fact that, that some of the legislation hasn't actually gone through Parliament yet, and yet it's going to be. In force on the twenty fifth of May, but <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm sure they will take a sensible view about that. But but you know, it, it is interesting that you're now getting a situation where more and more is going online, and that means you have less and less uh, need of anything uh, stored locally. So I, I, I actually think 128 will be doing plenty because an awful lot of what I have on on uh, my work laptop is is going to be in the cloud in the future. Um, yeah, I guess the Pixel Book is is designed to be a top of the range item isn't it so it's got plenty of storage which you probably would expect i just uh i know that if you were just using it as a chromebook you're probably hardly going to scratch the surface of that i, I think that's right but that, but that said i'm sure just going to look it up because i uh, i mean yes you're right in the sense of it being a, a top of the range item but they do a whole range of I mean, laptops see what they, i think they certainly do a 256 chrome uh, pixel book um because i looked at that let's see yeah, they put the price back up again, so I now feel even more happy that I, I did that. Yeah, the, the base one is 128 gigabyte SSD. Uh, then they do a 256 SSD for another 200 quid. And then for another 700 quid, uh, they, they bump it up to 16 gigabytes of RAM, a Core i7 uh, chip, and 512 gigabytes of, of, of SSD. I mean, I can't really conceive what you'd do with that amount of power, to be absolutely honest. Um, I don't know. A, a Chromebook, but my goodness, that's that's likely to be future proof for quite a while, isn't it? Really? 
No, I think um, you'd have to be storing some pretty hefty things locally to make use of that. It's a yeah, strange yeah, I, configuration. I can't see. I can't see where you're going to want that amount of RAM and that amount of storage. But you know, I mean, I suppose the answer is if somebody wants to pay an extra seven hundred yeah. quid, yeah. then then Google are willing to put it in there. But but for me, I I can't see really why I'm ever going to use one hundred and twenty eight. Uh, it, it it it's eight gigabytes of RAM and an i five processor. Um, Chromebooks have always been light in their uh, hardware demands. Uh, if it, if it's capable of printing, and I, I can't see any reason why it won't be. In fact, you know, I'm almost now convinced I'll take take it with me next week and try it. And I might, that might mean I have to take two laptops just in case it doesn't work. But but I think it's almost certainly the case I'll be able to do. And yeah, it could even be all of my business on, a, on, yeah. on this Chromebook, which which is something because of being in a particular industry, which uh, generally speaking requires Windows. Uh, it, it's, I think, very likely that, uh, you, you know, uh, for the first time I can actually look sensibly at something that isn't Windows for work. Yeah, no, I think um, more and more Pixel books and Chromebooks are going to be usable for more and more people, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it, again, I, that's another reason why you could see Apple pulling out of the... The laptop market, or the, or the, or the uh, you know, I mean, I still I, think that's, I still think that's unlikely. I think macOS is still such a, a big part of what Apple are. I don't see that changing for a long time. I, I, I'd like to, like to say, firstly, I hope you're right because I like, I, I very much like OS ten, but I, I can also say that if I think of the clients of mine who were all Mac, I mean, I, I mean, one in particular, the firm of architects that I deal with. Uh, they had a massive investment in, in uh, Apple hardware and software. I mean, there's like 15, 16 of them, and they got, um, uh, you know, the, the sort of top uh, Apple desktops to do some of the architectural drawings and all this sort of stuff. And about two, three years ago, they, they basically said, well, you know, we're just going to go PC because we can do everything for half the price and it, and it will work well enough. We're not worried about it. So uh, if you're starting to get it coming out of some of those sort of uh, places that, traditionally have always used Macs. But I think that's fine. They're they're replacing some desktops with some more other desktops. I think if they were replacing it with something like Chromebooks or something, then that might um, suggest that the market is not there. But I think, you know, we need uh, workstations to put together the services that don't run on PCs and Macs. You know, you need a Mac to be able to put together all of the cloud services that we end up using like um, Dropbox and, you know, iPhone apps and, you know, Android apps, you know, we need desktops to do this work and it's just not practical to take a, you know, an iPad or a Chromebook and start developing applications and doing CAD and architecture on it and stuff. So there's always going to be that market. And I think Apple will always stay in that market personally. I, I gotta say, when I, I say I really, always, I mean several yeah, years. Yeah, I, I, I really hope you're right. Um, but I was surprised, very surprised, because these people were very vocal advocates yeah. of, of Mac OS, uh, and and I mean they really had the sort of Apple Dream Office, you know. Yeah. Mac Mini screwed on the wall, providing this, that, and the other, and um, and they've suddenly gone with us. I think, oh gosh, you know. But but no, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I've never been a believer that iPads are the answer. Um, I mean, I, I've I've got iPads. I've had quite a lot of iPads. I, I actually use my iPad daily. Uh, you know, when I, I, I get up in the morning, make a cup of tea, and sit down, and usually I, I read the news and that sort yeah. of thing on, on yeah, my yeah. iPad. Um, it, it does get used, but but it's it, as a work tool for me. It's it's not even it, it doesn't get close because I mean, if you're dealing with a twenty-page spreadsheet, an iPad is not a convenient way of doing it. I, I can tell you, even with a keyboard, it just it just is really hard work in mm. in a way that I haven't found the Pixelbook has been. Pixelbook has been very easy from that point of view, mm. but and then that's. That's partly because you've got both a touchscreen and a keyboard. Uh, you've got that little bit more screen space, and so on and so forth. It, it, it's it's more viable. No, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can say uh, that the, the market for traditional operating systems is going anywhere, anywhere, anywhere real soon now. But I do think, in a way, the more connected we all get, the the, the more that things like the Chromebook uh, are are probably the model to go for, and in that sense, Microsoft has obviously already started on that because Office three six five is is available online. Um, uh, it, it's I don't know I, don't, I just think with Apple they don't look like they I don't I don't, I don't see where their vision is for their 
their computing stuff in the way that, I mean, you know, Microsoft has quite clearly uh, taken an approach of we're going to pull out of mobile because we're not going to make any headway in mobile. Yeah. And you don't hear very much about um, spreading Windows 10 to everything anymore, uh, except when Steve talks about it. Um, and, you know, I, I think Microsoft's view is very much we're going to be going back to our roots and being software, although there is, of course, the... the the, or there is more than one exception to that. There's the, there's the Surface range, which uh, I'm not entirely sure why Microsoft's done that. I think it's maybe showing what can be done. Um, Xbox, I'd put in a different category altogether. That's that's a different market, isn't it? Um, but in terms of, of their software, they are definitely moving to a situation where you could get, if you like, a, a dumb terminal in, in the same way that a Pixelbook is, in a way, a dumb terminal into Google. Um, that fulfills the same role, and I, and I, I can see that Microsoft does have that ambition. Whereas Apple, Apple never really seems to know what to do with the cloud. I mean, I, I've got you know, I, I've got storage on on iCloud, I've got stuff on iCloud, but it's it would never be my go to choice because it just doesn't function in the same way that Google Drive does, for example. No, or, I think or even OneDrive. I think the big problem with Apple is for a little while now, um, certainly since. Steve Jobs came back they've been at the top of their game mm. and they've been so incredibly successful that if you imagine that you're you know in Apple and you're keen to innovate on one particular thing or another you're going to come up against a lot of friction against stuff that is making absolutely tons of money for Apple and you know have they really got the appetite to take a risk of you know that profit margin or that um, product line being sort of sidelined it must be a very it must be fairly difficult I would imagine in that organization at the moment to innovate given how much money it makes and has made for the last sort of 10 years but, but then doesn't that work the other way as well you know um, if for, for Apple to continue as such a, an amazing technology company it has to keep producing products that are um, if not necessarily innovative, products that actually exploit existing technology better than anybody else. I mean, that, that, that's always been Apple's secret, hasn't it? We we don't make the cheapest laptop, we don't make the the um, you know the, the cheapest phone, we don't make the cheapest pretty much anything. But when you buy our stuff in in the woods, it just works. It doesn't always, but but it works more often than a lot of other things do. Um, and and you know, I would have thought, you know, you're sitting there and you've got your, your multi-billions of, of cash. I mean, I, I forget, there was some amazing statistic about yeah. cash the other day. Yeah, they got, yeah. They got more cash than a whole load of, of countries, countries that, yeah. that, that you would think would be relatively wealthy. Yeah. You know, if, if Apple says, you know, we're going to invent, invent the world's, I don't know, best refrigerator or, or whatever else, they, they could go chuck 20 billion at it without even thinking about it. So yeah, but why would, if you, if you were huge. stood in there, if you were stood in Apple and you decided you wanted Apple's cloud services to be better than Google's, you know, where's the money going to come from that? Where's, where's the return? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the return yeah, yeah. on that? And so who's going to listen to it? And at the end of the day, Apple's business is based on the hardware the, you know the kind of hardware clients of this data and this software rather than you know the the service itself being cloud-based and accessible over the web and without an expensive device so how are you going to make that sale internally within apple that you should spend billions of pounds on um getting their cloud services up to well, scratch yeah i mean you're right it's interesting isn't it because i mean i mean we come back to amazon again um, amazon does have that that sort of facility in terms of of uh, cloud services that, that are there now. Um, Apple has taken kind of the same sort of approach they've taken to NFC on the iPhone. They they didn't bother with NFC until they came up with Apple Pay, and they've still they've still got it restricted to Apple Pay because that's the only use that they want for it. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, you know, Apple Music uses their, their um, cloud infrastructure, of course. Um, so does the iTunes library and whatever. But, but when it comes to sort of storing files and whatever, it's just... It's just not as seamless, and no. and and the other thing as well is, you know, that it, yeah, you can get iCloud for Windows, but it always feels a bit sort of, well, is this going to work? Will it fall over or whatever? Whereas, you know, Google Drive or OneDrive just integrate. I, I, I guess it's pretty much certain that, that Amazon does as well. I, I, there are only so many cloud services you can use, but um, it, yeah, it's hard to see how they. they I, I think I suppose it, what it comes back to is they don't seem to. It's the same thing I was saying about about. Um, 
computers, they don't seem to have the same vision that, that, that they've had over the years for either cloud services or computers. Whereas, yeah, I think they know where they want to drive iPhone. Uh, they've spread it out. Um, I've already set up my theory about them being a financial services company. I think there's, there's definitely a, a, it's a huge opportunity for them there, isn't it? If you think about it, they've got this huge cash pile. They can only earn so much on that, on that cash pile. Um, lending it to people at the sort of usual rates that we all pay these days. You know, APR only 29%. Yeah, well, that's fine, but it's costing the bank half a percent. Um, you, you can kind of see how they could get in and shake up the financial services market. I mean, if they said, well, you know, here's your Apple credit card and the interest rate on this is 19%, not 29%. They could yeah, do it easily. They yeah. could do it easy. I mean, I mean, the best, of course, is not to pay any interest anyway, but they even make money out of that because they still get the, the merchant cut of things. But, but you could see they could, they could check that money at shaking that, that sort of stuff up and, and they could build Apple Pay up very quickly, very, in, in a very big way. That, it seems to me, is where their vision is at the moment, not in physical computer hardware and also, um, cloud. I mean, I, I was in the Apple store last week getting a, a new battery in, installed in, in a 6S for my son. Uh, and and it was interesting that the, the actual display has, is that I was thinking just how different it was over two or three years ago because two or three years ago you know, I had whole whole tables full of MacBooks and whatever. Um, where whereas when I went in my local Apple store, which is I guess about a medium sized one, there's a great big display of, of Apple watches in a case, lots of phones, lots of iPads. Um, I think they've got one iMac. Uh, they've got a table. Uh, with all the various colours of of twelve inch MacBooks and a couple of MacBook Pros, there were hardly any computers yeah, in there. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't uh, it? And yeah, and and I just think, well, I can understand why because they're making the money out of phones yeah. primarily, and, and 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 I think Apple Watch is doing pretty well as well. Um, I I think they see themselves as saying it's no no good as trying to take on. Google and Amazon and Microsoft on on cloud services. On the other hand, Apple Music we can make a really nice nice niche out of that. You know that's available on Android and and, and on uh, on iOS and whatever. Um, so we'll throw money at that. Um, I I don't truly know why they bother with Apple Maps because I still don't think it's in the same league even as um, Google Maps. Although at least they've now now corrected the error that that made the place I live part of Birmingham, which it isn't. Um, which which doesn't really bother me, but I mean it's just down the road. I lived there for twenty years. It's not it's not a problem. But when I say just down the road, you literally walk from walk past one house and you're in Birmingham. But the problem it did cause was that whenever you tried to navigate on Apple Maps, it it, it tried to take me to an address for a road with the same name that's about five miles away in Birmingham. So at least ah. at least they've now changed the name, and so now I can use it for navigation. But it's it's not an, it's not on a par with with Google Maps. I don't, I don't yeah. think not not even close to it. Well, I think the only thing that we can hope for is that when they do their refreshes of the Macs, the Mac Pro, and the latest uh, MacBook Pros this year, that. Uh, they do sort of step it up a little bit and uh, hopefully they'll have a little bit more success with those machines than they have over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I mean, if they if they bring out a, 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 a new uh, MacBook where I look at it and think, yeah, I really, really, I'm really keen to go for that. Yeah. Then I, I, I you know, I, my, my existing MacBook is now four and a half years old. Um, I would still be very, very happy to use it, but I'd like to see some of the things that I've got in the Pixel book in that. Uh, I'm very sceptical about Apple's current keyboard because I, I know too many people who've had problems with it. Um, well, me for one, yeah. Yeah, Wh- which models is that? That affects the MacBook Pro, doesn't it? I think right. it affects all of them, but it affects my MacBook 12-inch. Oh, well, I'm not a problem with my MacBook 12. I said it very quietly for play up this afternoon. Um, but, you know, it... <sighs> There are just too many things that you hear. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I've not really had a, a, a play with the sort of um, virtual function key bar uh, to any great extent. I've only actually ever seen it once. But I looked at it and I thought, no, I'm not so sure that, that that's worth an awful lot to me. I'm no, not, I'm, not, I'm no. not opposed to the idea, but it certainly isn't worth 300 quid. So the long and the short of it is, if they bring out a, 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 Mac, a MacBook that you know seems to have a reliable keyboard and and actually has something that makes me say, go and buy it. Yeah, I'll definitely buy one. But uh, as things presently stand, I'm quite happy with a, a, um, the Windows laptop and the Pixel book that I've got. So, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to have a downer on Apple. They've got some great kit out there. But yeah. I just don't think that they really have a direction in, in computers anymore that they, they used to have a few years ago. 
Yeah, let's see what I know that there's they're they are working on this and there's a lot of stuff going on. So let's see what happens uh, this year. I think it, there should be some interesting things with regards to macOS and uh, what the relationship is going to be between macOS and iOS and everything uh, later on this year. So should be interesting to watch yeah, this space. That's, a, that's another possibility. Yeah, yeah touch, a touchscreen MacBook with a sort of hybrid uh, OS 10 iOS. That's always one possibility. Yeah, it's uh, it was certainly interesting, and of course the underlying operating system is the same. There are only different interfaces, yeah, so it's, it's yeah. easier to do than it would be for a lot of operating systems. So. Let's let's hope that something spectacular comes out of Cupertino and we can all go, wow, of course we've been waiting for that. Yeah, which is, I was going to say, that normally happens. Yeah, often. Often, that's the right word, yeah. Okay, I think we're uh, about an hour there, Richard, so I think yeah. we'll uh, call uh, an end to it and uh, see you soon. Smashing to have a little chat with you as always, James, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon as well. Yeah.